All right, guys, welcome back to the Fat Pratt chat. Now, today's question is, I recently lost 25 pounds and I gained 28 pounds right back. How many times has this happened to some of you that are listening right now? Now, this person says that this has happened many times over. How do I prevent this from happening? So my first answer, the short answer, would be the best marathon runners never sprint. There's a bunch of analogies that kind of work against the all or nothing and yo diet and yo exercising approaches that many people have. But how do you make this really land? How do you get people to really understand this? And I think the the one analogy would be marathon runners. If you're if you're running a 28 mile race, chances are you're not going to come out of the gate sprinting because you know you'll get too tired and you'll start walking and you'll probably end up coming in last place because you're going to be so tired so quickly. Also, what I think lands really well with a lot of people that are trying to lose weight is discussing children and how crazy this sounds if we were to ask this of our kids and not from a, a weight loss standpoint, but let's say with school, with doing homework, let's say your child comes home with a C on their report card. And to fix this, you say, okay, you and I are going to sit down for four hours every night to do your homework until you get an A. So for the next three weeks, you sit down you do four hours of homework and then your kid gets an A because of all of this hard work that they put in. The kid gets an A and then you're like, okay, cool. So we're good. We don't have to do this thing that we were doing anymore. And you go back to normal life and then your kid brings home a C, the next part of the period. And then you say, what happened? We just got an A. How did you go back down to a C? And they say, we were doing homework for four hours a night and that was really challenging took up a lot of time and I lost a lot of friends and didn't get to do anything fun in that period of time. So that being said, once you weren't making me do it anymore, I stopped doing it. So it didn't feel like it was something that I can do consistently without make, have someone making me do it. And when you look at it like that, it seems to make a lot of sense. So are you sprinting your way to your 25 pound weight loss is my question. Is Are you in two months, in eight weeks, are you losing 25 pounds because you're eating perfect and exercising so hard and you're so obsessed with that goal, with that number of weight loss that as soon as you achieve it, your foot comes off the gas pedal, you go back to the same habits that got you to the body weight that made you create the 25 pound weight loss goal and then you end up putting the weight back on. This sprint is obviously unsustainable. If you sprint that first mile all out of that marathon, the next 25 miles are going to be brutal. And you are going to see people pass you by. You may be in first place at mile one, but you probably will not be come mile two, three, four, 26. Now, are you having nutrition and exercise fatigue with this approach? Are you eating so good for a period of time that once you hit your goal and you get that dopamine hit, that reward for hitting your goal, are you now saying, you know what? All I was eating was grilled chicken and salads and some brown rice. I didn't like any of the food that I've been eating for the past two months. And because of that, I'm not going to eat that anymore. I'm going to go back to eating the things that I enjoy. And then eating the things you enjoy, you haven't necessarily learned how to dose those appropriately. So you end up eating as much as you were of those things beforehand. And now grilled chicken and brown rice and, and salads and the things that you consider to be good are playing no role in your daily nutrition behavior. And the same thing in regards to exercise. Are you working out for two hours a day, every single day? Are you working out really hard? And now that you achieved your goal, you're saying, I really can't stand exercise. Like beating myself up every single day is really brutal. So I'm going to go back to doing what I used to do, which is not exercise at all or exercise very little. 
And now that you make that decision, once exercise isn't a part of your life and you go back to eating the same way you were before, chances are you're gonna end up in the same place that you were. So I think it's very obvious that this is an issue. It is something that we see so consistently. The roller coaster of weight gain, weight loss, weight gain, weight loss. I'm fed up with my weight. Let me do something extreme. I lost a bunch of weight. I'm really proud of myself. And now I'm gonna end up going back to the same habits and lifestyle behaviors that I had before. So the question becomes, how do we fix these indefinitely? How do we fix this issue so we don't be diet and that we gradually move towards our goal? And once we achieve it, we don't go backwards at all. The first thing that we need to fix is the thought that you need to fix this ASAP. It's jumping on the scale, seeing that you want to lose 30 pounds and saying, I need to do this right now. I need to lose 30 pounds as fast as humanly possible because I am so disappointed with myself. Now, I personally have been guilty of this in the past with body weight, but I still have this issue now in business. It's like when something is going wrong, I will want to change a lot of things to try to fix the issue. And the staff have been the people that make me aware of, you know what, this is probably too much change at one period of time. I'm like, oh no, it's not that bad. We could do this. You know what? You guys are probably right. This amount of change this quickly probably isn't sustainable. And inevitably, when we do make a ton of changes, things slip through the cracks and then we drop the ball on certain things. So trying to avoid that, I need to fix this as soon as possible. Let me get to my goal as quick as possible to feel better about myself. Avoid that thought process. But once we become obsessed with fixing the problem, then we don't consider the problems that will come after solving the first problem is sometimes when we get into this issue here of, you know what, I, I lost the 30 pounds, I solved that problem. But now there's another problem. And the, the second problem after losing 30 pounds is the fact that I don't know what to do once I get here. But I do know that I definitely want, don't want to do what I just did to lose those 30 pounds. I know that I can't sustain that behavior. So what do I do now? So now there is the sustainability problem that we have created even after we have lost 20 pounds, 25 pounds or 30 pounds. So when you, once you ask yourself, now what? What's, what am I going to do differently now to not end up back in that same place? If there's not a good answer for that, then chances are we don't have a sustainable habit that we can lose this weight and then keep it off. Number two, something that we could do is set a momentum goal, not an absolute goal. I'm sure there's better words for this. A momentum goal is in, instead of thinking that I need to lose 50 pounds, let's think I need to start losing weight or moving in the direction of losing weight. It's not, let's be hyper-focused on losing 50. It's let's be hyper-focused on starting to move in the correct direction. And when you think of moving in the right direction, as opposed to thinking about the finish line, it will seem much less overwhelming. It will feel much more doable. You will probably apply strategies that are much more sustainable when you're thinking about moving in the right direction, as opposed to getting to the end destination as quickly as possible. An analogy of this would be, you know, you're in the car, you're going for a long trip in a 20 hour car ride. And if you're constantly thinking about the destination the whole time you're driving, then it's gonna be a brutal 20 hours. If you're constantly just like, oh, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get, can't wait to get there. Then the 20 hours that it takes to get there are gonna seem brutal. But if you go on a 20 hour car ride and you say, you know what, I'm actually pretty excited to venture through these states that I've never been in before or to make these stops along the way. If you appreciate the journey a little bit more, then chances are the 20 hours aren't going to seem as bad and it will be much less torturous in going on this 20 hour trip that you appreciate the journey more so than just become obsessed with the end destination. Next one is ask yourself the 10 year question. 
Over the next 10 years, how can you continuously keep moving in this direction and sustain it? Let's say your goal is to lose 50 pounds. And let's say it takes you two or three years to lose the 50 pounds. Maybe once you lose 50 pounds, you've decided, you know what? I'd like to lose five to 10 more. That's a position that I've been in where I thought at 260 pounds, if I got down to 230, I'd be the happiest person in the world. I got down to 230. I'm like, you know what? I think I could probably get down to 220. Once I got down to 220, I'm like, I definitely still have more weight to lose. I thought losing 40 pounds, I was going to look much differently. I actually want to lose more weight. And then over the course of what has now been 12 years, just slowly losing weight, I've realized that I, I don't really have to change my lifestyle much to lose the next five pounds if my goal is still to get leaner. So ask yourself over the next 10 years, how are you going to continuously keep moving in this direction? And if you get to the point that you are super happy and you don't want to lose weight and you don't want to gain weight, what do you do to sustain it? The answer is going to be by doing what you've been doing. And if you do what you've been doing, it won't seem impractical. The answer to your problems will be, I'll just keep doing the thing that isn't that bad, which is eating pretty good and exercising pretty consistently and living pretty normal life. Just maybe without a ton of overconsumption of foods and maybe without the lack of exercise that existed in my life before losing the weight. And if, if your goal is to be perfect, just know you're not going to be. And if you know you're not going to be perfect for the next 10 years, don't try to be perfect now. Don't try to, don't try to have a one month perfect nutrition diet plan and one month perfect exercise routine because you know you're not going to do that for the next 10 years and chances are you haven't really thought through what is going to happen after those perfect 30 days even if you do it the being sold on the maintenance after the weight loss it, it does make sense and people can do it but it is it's challenging because it is still different it is not your normal lifestyle if you went from your normal lifestyle and then you lost say 15 pounds in a month you will still have to apply a different lifestyle in regards to exercise and nutrition relative to when you started this diet. So you can't go back to what you were doing before you lost the weight. Your maintenance can potentially be something less aggressive than the strategy that was originally implemented, but it still has to be different. It still has to be an improvement of, in comparison to what you were. So ultimately, if you know you're not going to be perfect for the next 10 years, don't try to be. Try to be pretty good and a little better than what you are now. And then once you're a little bit better than what you are now, try to be a little bit better than that. Then try to be a little bit better than that. Tracking behaviors instead of pounds. Now I do weigh myself every day. I've talked about this before plenty and I have learned to utilize this as information gathering and not to create an emotional state, even though that is most definitely challenging for all of us. Getting on a scale and determining your self-worth based on the number that you see is pretty common. And I definitely still struggle with that. Certain days that I'll see body weight above what my normal average is, I'm like, oh, that's a little upsetting. But then I'll think back, I'm like, all right, what things did I do to get here? And I'll try to think of the behaviors that led to that number as opposed to judge myself for it or feel bad about it. That being said, I don't think you have to track your weight at all. I think you what would be helpful that very few people do is is setting a sustainable daily goal of behavior and tracking that. For instance, if your goal was to get to the gym every day, the duration irrelevant, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, probably not longer than that. Once you start getting into an hour plus, it's probably too aggressive. But if your goal is to get to the gym every single day, then set up a calendar or set up a Google document and give yourself a check or a green box 
every time that you do that thing. It is very helpful to see the boxes of, let's say, green versus red, days that you do it days versus days that you don't do it, or on the calendar, days that you check off and days that you X, to see how often you are doing the thing that you said you wanted to do. So if the goal is just to get to the gym every day, give yourself checks on the days that you actually do it. Give yourself X on the days that you don't. Try not to get emotional about it. Try If you miss the gym for three days in a row, give yourself the Xs, but don't get upset and say, forget it. This isn't working. It's not, it's not that the, the plan isn't working. It's that you just didn't do the thing. And the best way to fix that is by tomorrow going to the gym. But the information's right there in front of you. And there's no reason to get emotional over it. Another example, 10,000 steps. Just an arbitrary number of the amount of steps. You can, your steps could differ from this. If you're currently only getting a few thousand, maybe a couple thousand more than that would be your step goal. If you're currently getting 12,000 and you have weight loss goals that are a little bit more aggressive, Maybe you could have a goal of 15 or 16. A glass of water in the morning. If that is something that you don't currently do, maybe adding something like that. And again, the goal of these daily goals, you really only want to choose one. And you want to master that one thing. And then once you master that one for, let's say, a week or two, then you can add to it. 100 grams of protein per day, another one. If you feel like you're a little bit low on protein consumption, and if you were to actually track it and you're probably in like the 50 gram protein per day range and you wanted to add more, maybe 80 grams per protein of protein per day would be great for you. But setting some sort of metric that you're tracking just the one thing, if that was your first thing, that's the only thing that matters is that eating protein every day is the thing that you're going to add to your daily habits. In the next couple of years, if you were to do those things, let's say you increase how often you work out. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to the gym for two hours a day, but let's just say you work out more than you do now in the next two years. Let's say that overall you eat fewer calories. You drink more water, you eat more protein. When you go out to dinner, you eat three quarters of your plate instead of the whole thing. But you implement some nutrition and diet-related strategies to reduce calories, not starving yourself. You're not saying, oh, starting today, I can't go out to dinner. If I go out to dinner, I have to make sure I, I get a salad with balsamic vinegar in it and a glass of water, and I tell everybody about how I have to supper through dinner. Don't do that. That's not, that doesn't work for anyone. Work out more, eating fewer calories, and eating more protein. If you were to do those three things in the next couple of years, chances are you're really going to like where you're at in two years. And chances are it will not have felt like it was the craziest thing in the world. You're not going to work out a little bit more than you are now, eat, eat fewer calories than you are right now, and eat some more protein than you are right now in the next two years and be upset about it. And it's not going to feel unsustainable. They're just three basic things. The habits essentially are what you can apply to try to do one of these three things. And there are other habits that, of course, you can apply in regards to sleep, time at work, whether it be too little or too much, time with family. There's a bunch of habits that you could apply to try to live a better lifestyle. But essentially, if you were to do those three things, chances are you're not going to regret it. Chances are you're really going to like where you're at two years from now. And chances are it will not have felt like you made this drastic lifestyle change that was unsustainable and overwhelming. All right, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. If you feel like this is helpful to, to somebody that you know, feel free to send it to them. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Thanks. Peace.